Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome in your host. Hello, enthusiasts. It's your host, Jessica Gardner. Wow, what a week it has been for Coaster News. News from the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, Japan. News from Six Flags, Cedar Fair, SeaWorld, Universal, Merlin, Disney Parks. My head is spinning. I don't know about yours. So Doug and Derek Perry got together and broke it down for us park by park. And as an added bonus, you'll get the latest information about ACE Spring Conference in this episode. Take it away, Doug and Derek. Thanks, Jessica. There are hundreds of amusement park editions opening around the world in 2024, including over 130 roller coasters. And that's according to RCDB.com. And RCDB is the roller coaster database website that is extremely helpful in planning trips to parks and seeing which coasters are out there. And of course, we're not going to talk about every coaster, or we would be here longer than it takes to go up Steel Curtain's Lift Hill. (laughs) Just kidding. We love that ride very, very much. But we're going to dive right in. And what better way than with a B&M dive machine? Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania, has been terrific with keeping us all updated on the construction of Iron Menace. Every time the park puts up a new element, they share fantastic construction photos and videos that make you really feel like you're there, experiencing it live. And some lucky acers were actually able to experience it in person. Recently, Dorney Park invited ACE members after the ACE Eastern Pennsylvania East Coaster event to the park to check out the construction live in person. And those ACE members said, it's going to be an impressive ride. ACE will also be covering the media day for that coaster this spring, and the park is currently ironing out the details for the Iron Menace media day. But the big news coming out this week is that the track is now complete. Yep, it's all up. They're working on the station and then the electrical components as well as theming, which means we should see testing before Peter Cottontail comes hopping down the bunny trail. And we're super excited for Dorney Park's First new roller coaster in over 10 years. Yes, we are. And speaking of coasters with their track work complete, let's hop over to King's Island. The first, the first piece of track for Snoopy's Soapbox Racers went in just last week, and its final piece of track went in this week. That's right, they constructed the whole coaster in just one week. That's incredibly fast. Now, as you know, the Spacoma Family Boomerang is the anchor of the new Camp Snoopy section at Kings Island, and the big question is, will the coaster be open for the Ace Spring Conference in May? We'll discuss that later in this episode, along with more news about the Spring Conference. But that's not the only themed Snoopy roller coaster opening in 2024. Snoopy's Tender Paw Twister coaster is being built by Zamperla at Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. This Zamperla model features a lift and launch and will be similar to the Daddy Pig Coaster at Peppa Pig Theme Park next to Legoland in Florida. And I have to say, it's very nice that we're going to have one of those fun models on the West Coast. Now, the uh, popular Boysenberry Festival begins March 8th and runs daily until March 7th and then again April 12th 
to the 28th, and you do not want to miss it. <laughs> Go check out the sweet treats, delicious food, lively entertainment, and watch the construction of the coaster in Camp Snoopy going up. Oh, boysenberry, that, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun to me. <laughs> now, now let's head north on our tender paws to another one of the parks in our Pacific Southwest region, Universal Studios Hollywood. Derek, you were just there last week, right? What did you see while you were there riding the movies? Well, Doug, I saw a lot of rain, and uh, they had tarps up over the construction site, But underneath those tarps, there's a lot of land clearing, and it hasn't gone vertical yet, but they've been digging the holes for the giant supports that are going to be going up, and the whole area that this roller coaster is going to cover is massive. Universal Universal usually works fast and furiously to get their attractions up, so hopefully we see some vertical construction pretty soon. So after you leave Universal Studios Hollywood, the next theme park that you get to going north, of course, is Six Flags Magic Mountain. And Doug, did you like hop on the 101 North to the 170 and took that to the 5 North and then took the Magic Mountain exit and got on Riddler's Revenge and like never got off? That was my worst Californian Saturday Night Live impersonation. Uh, But... After you get off Riddler's Revenge, did you go to the front of the park and check out all the action that was happening? Yes, I did. And while I was there, I saw the Golden Beer Theater is now completely demolished. Little known fact, Derek and I actually DJed at the Golden Beer Theater once. So we're sad to see it gone. We had lots of good times there. But I am excited to see what they're doing with the land. Magic Mountain has construction fences up in that whole area from full throttle over to the path across from the Whistle Stop train in Wasco's restaurant. So what do you all think they're going to be getting, and what would you like to see? I know Jessica Gardner, our Ride With Us podcast host, has been saying she thinks it's going to be a Vacoma Super Boomerang. I don't know about that. The area is huge that's going to be worked on, so it's going to be something big, whatever it is. Yeah, I can't wait to find out what it's going to be. And in addition to Six Flags Magic Mountain's Golden Bear Theater, we just found out another attraction which will not be returning for the 2024 season. And that attraction is Snake River Expedition at Cedar Point. Cedar Point's Tony Clark confirmed the ride's closure by saying... Snake River Expedition will not return in 2024. Every year we evaluate guest ridership, feedback, and usage of our attractions and make decisions accordingly as we plan for the future. At this time, there are no additional plans or announcements for the ride. Snake River Expedition, which was initially announced for the 2020 season, ultimately opened in 2021 after being postponed amid the pandemic. And if you hadn't written it, the attraction was a cute family ride, which featured live actors and animatronics with various scenes along the waterway. That was a fun attraction. And we have to talk about Thunderbolt at Playland in Vancouver. So it's now up, the circuit is complete, and it will be Canada's fastest electric launch coaster and according to the park check this out a contest commenced to help name the ride and over 3,000 ideas were submitted for the zamperla project ultimately the notion of wild energy and electrifying speed emerged and the name was finalized combining some of the submissions now thunderbolt carries 12 passengers at a time through thunderbolt 
Thunderbolt with a V with a V <laughs> carries tw- it carries twelve passengers at a time, and it's through a supernatural environment with extraordinary animals, graphics, and lighting that pulses as the ride system charges, leading up to its launch. And that sounds awesome. That does sound fun. The three-car train blasts off with 1.3 Gs of acceleration through an illuminated tunnel up a steep, steep incline before a 58-foot, 18-meter drop. And according to RCDB, this roller coaster is the former Intamin-made Senza Fiato in, from Italy, and Zamperla purchased the ride and resold it to Playland. Zamperla overhauled the ride, most significantly replacing the launch system and the train. And another coaster that is getting a new name is Intimidator at Carowinds on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. This B&M hypercoaster at Carowinds is now known as Thunder Striker. The 232-foot-tall airtime machine is the centerpiece of the renamed Thunder Road section of the park. Of course, a nod to the Thunder Road racing wooden coaster that operated at the park from 1976 to 2015. A long road indeed. Not long enough, though. True. According to the new storyline on the park's website, Thunder Striker was built in the back of Earl's garage on Thunder Road. Master mechanics stripped down the old jalopy and scrounged up parts to create a souped-up engine that's optimized for pure speed. Now, Thunder Striker is the champion of the dirt road racers, the fastest, meanest hot rod in two states. Lucky visitors to Earl's might get to hop in the sleek, black-bodied roadster with signature lightning bolts painted on the hood. They'll surely get the ride of a lifetime, a high-fuel, high-thrill spin to the Carolinas. Now, I love the name, and I'm happy that the theme is tied into this area. It promises to be more immersive. And, of course, the nod to Thunder Road. Yeah, I love that. And this also means that Intimidator 305, the Intamin Giga Coaster at King's Dominion in Virginia, will also be renamed. Unlike Thunder Striker, the name and logo haven't been released by the park, but with the location of the park of the coaster next to the Flight of Fear and Jungle Expedition, you know there's a unique theme and storyline up the King's sleeves. Yeah, and you can check out what that theme is when King's Dominion opens for the season on March 23rd, but there's a pass holder preview the night before, and I'm excited to get on Grizzly. I've heard from friends who rode the Grizzly last year with the new prefabricated track from the Gravity Group, and they said it's excellent very smooth and fast and another coaster that's going to be smooth and fast in 2024 and it just received a new shipment of titan track from gci and skyline attractions is the predator at darien lake near buffalo new york it's gonna be fun to ride and also rampage at alabama adventure when it reopens in 2025 There's going to be some changes there. The park announced that the wooden coaster will not open in 2024 as improvements are made for the longevity of the ride. The park mentioned that they put about half a million dollars into the attraction every year, and that just wasn't sustainable for them. So during 2024, the park will be converting Rampage to steel track to ensure years of thrills to come. It's a great coaster layout and it's going to be smoother and faster next year. And I'm excited to hit up Alabama adventure in 2025 for that one. I am too. And another surprise announcement this week came from Hershey park. 
They announced that Skyrush is getting all new seats and restraints this spring. Amanda from Hershey Park also says that passengers will board Skyrush from a reimagined station platform featuring an all-new paint scheme, lighting effects, and custom soundscape. The investment in the High Thrill attraction will provide enthusiasts with added comfort while experiencing the adrenaline rush we know and crave. The new Skyrush upgrades will be available for guests to experience when Hershey Park opens for its 118th operating year on March 29th. That's a that's a really long time that they've been operating. I'm a huge fan of Skyrush, and as some people lovingly call it, Thigh Crush, so this will make the ride even better and even more enjoyable, although I think it's absolutely perfect as it is right now. And don't forget that Hershey Park's Comet is getting brand new PTCI trains this year. They've got a lot going on in Pennsylvania for 2024. They sure do. And if you know the geography of the United States, you know that New Jersey is right next to Pennsylvania. And in New Jersey, Six Flags Great Adventure just received a shipment of bright yellow track for their new 2024 coaster, Flash Vertical Velocity. And uh, it's a Vacoma Super Boomerang, and it will be the first of its kind in the U.S., and will have a top speed of 59 miles per hour. Now, Six Flags Over Georgia also received track for their Georgia Surfer Intamin Shuttle Coaster, which includes a water feature. And uh, you can check out pictures of that in the latest edition of Ace News, as well as the Bobcat at Six Flags Great Escape in New York. That wooden coaster from the Gravity Group is really coming along nicely, and I love all the content the park is sharing on it. And it seems like it'll be a fantastic ride for the entire family. And speaking of family attractions, Universal Studios Florida just released some more information that families will definitely be interested in. Yes, Universal Studios Orlando just released details for DreamWorks Land. This is the area next to Steven Spielberg's E.T. Adventure Ride. And as you may know, Spielberg is one of the co-founders of DreamWorks. See, it all thematically makes sense now. Ah, yes. <laughs> E.T.'s former neighbors, Fievel, Curious George, and Woody Woodpecker have moved out, and Trolls and Kung Fu Panda are moving in. The Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, which is a Vacoma Junior Coaster, is being rethemed to Trolls, and its new super cute name is the Trolls Troller Coaster. Poppy's Playground will also be here, and nearby is Shrek's Swamp Meat. So many puns. Wait, I don't get it. Sh Sh Shrek's Swamp Meat? Swamp Meat. Oh, like Swamp Meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. And here you'll meet characters from Shrek just outside of Shrek's Cottage, and there's another play area, which will include an opportunity to venture into Shrek's Outhouse. <laughs> Looks like there'll be lots of interactive fun, including an experience that takes place inside Mama Luna's retirement home for cats. <laughs> this this comes directly from the movie Puss in Boots 2, and here guests get to play with Mama Luna's many cats on vivid interactive screens, activated by buttons, bells, maracas, and levers. They might even spot the one and only Puss in Boots himself. I think we're going to love that. And another part of DreamWorks Land is inspired by the Kung Fu Panda films, which there's a new Kung Fu Panda 4 coming out, right, this mm -hmm. spring. So uh, it's 
Kung Fu training camp, and it's an all-new play area that brings the Panda Village to life like never before. Within both wet and dry play areas, guests will have the opportunity to help the pandas wash and dry their laundry with enormous water cannons, dump buckets, giant fans, and more. Sounds like a lot of work to me, but could be fun. (laughs) And Universal has been working hard on Epic Universe. Their new theme park set to open next year in Orlando. Hopefully you've seen the recent announcements and artwork teasing its immersive lands based on the worlds of Harry Potter, multiple Nintendo titles, the animated How to Train Your Dragon films, and classic Universal monsters, including Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. I know we are all very excited for that. Derek, which land are you most excited for? Oh my gosh, I'm excited for all of them, but I think the classic monsters, I think that's going to be awesome, because we haven't seen that before at a theme park, as far as I know. They did have, like, the the maze, the haunted house at Universal Hollywood, but this is going to be a whole land, and yeah, and rides that you can get on. Um, So, yeah, I love monsters, and the dark, and Halloween, and so I'm excited about that. What are you looking forward to most? I'm, yeah, mostly the... uh, the classic monsters, dark universe, and also, uh, you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so that's going to be my other favorite, I think. Um, and we're also looking forward to other attractions coming to Orlando. The Orlando area also has the new B&M Family Coaster Penguin Trek opening soon, and further west at Busch Gardens Tampa Bay, Phoenix Rising is rising. This B&M Family Inverted Coaster has just gone vertical. And just to wrap up what's going on this week in the United States, SpongeBob's Crazy Carnival Ride has just opened at Circus Circus in Las Vegas. That Sally Dark Ride looks like a lot of fun. Looking forward to checking it out soon. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, Kentucky Kingdom recently made an announcement about an announcement. They're teasing something big is coming. Could this be a new ride? Could it be a holiday event? We shall find out on their Facebook Live on March 7th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And did you notice their logo has been changed from Kentucky Kingdom and Hurricane Bay to, now it says, Kentucky Kingdom Theme and Water Park. It'll be cool to see what they have planned for the future. Yes, definitely. And moving on from the United States, moving on to the UK, the iconic B&M inverted coaster Nemesis at Alton Towers has been rebuilt. Or should I say Reborn? Nemesis Reborn opens March 16th. And if you want to ride it with fellow Ace members, check out the Ace Europe Summerfest 2024 UK Back to the Classics. That kicks off June 28th and goes until July 6th. Visit ridewithace.com slash events for more on that trip because you're also going to visit Thorpe Park where Hyperia is rising. And if you've been living under a rock or Stonehenge... (laughs) You may have missed that Hyperia is a 236-foot-tall, 80-mile-per-hour mock hypercoaster that will debut as the tallest coaster in the United Kingdom. And if that's not enough, Drayton Manor is building an Intamin family launch coaster, and their stand-up Shockwave will be running with new sit-down trains. It previously was the only stand-up coaster with a zero-G roll, so uh, it'll be interesting to ride it not standing up, but sitting down. Sit-down trains, that's shocking. Ah. And that's going to be a great European vacation for any ACE members going on that trip. But, you know, there's no place like a theme park with fellow coaster enthusiasts, and there's no place like the new Wizard of Oz district 
magically appearing somewhere over the rainbow at Movie World Australia. It's being constructed, um, and it's going to feature two wicked cool Vacoma coasters. Flight of the Wicked Witch is a Vacoma suspended family coaster, and Kentucky Twister is a twin family boomerang featuring two tracks. Now, is that the Wicked Witch of the East and the Wicked Witch of the West? Probably not, but those trains are definitely going to be defying gravity, as well as the new Flash Speed Force, which is an Intamin Surf Rider shuttle coaster, which previously operated at Wet n Wild Waterworld. Uh, that ride features spinning cars, and if your head is spinning from all these new additions, I don't blame you. It's hard to keep track, but these parks are right on track to make 2024 one of the best in recent years. And before we leave Australia and head to our last destination, I'm also really excited about Vacoma's new switchback coaster, Jungle Rush, that is opening in 2024 at Dreamworld Australia. This family thrill coaster is set to be the first of its kind, with the ride design supporting multiple different cycle paths and offering an immersive adventure for riders. And if full immersion is what you're after... Tokyo Disney Sea's Fantasy Springs will spring to life on June 6th, and this is going to be immersive. Located between Arabian Coast and Lost River Delta, Fantasy Springs is themed to a magical spring leading to a world of Disney fantasy. This all-new 8th port at Tokyo Disney Sea will be home to three areas inspired by Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan, plus the all-new Tokyo Disney Sea Fantasy Springs Hotel. Ooh, I hope they bring that to the Disneyland Resort, too. I hope so, too. And you know Tangled is my favorite Disney movie, so let's start with that area, which is called Rapunzel's Forest. Of course, there's the Snuggly Duckling Tavern, where you can enjoy a dessert served in a frying pan. And then, most importantly, there's Rapunzel's Lantern Festival ride, which begins at Rapunzel's Tower and will end at the Lantern Festival, complete with the best Disney song ever, in my opinion, I See the Light, and countless glowing lanterns. Next up is Frozen Kingdom, which will have an attraction called Anna and Elsa's Frozen Journey, where you'll board a boat voyaging through the frozen movie scenes. And Peter Pan's Neverland will have two attractions. On Peter Pan's Neverland Adventure, join Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, and the Lost Kids on an epic adventure to rescue John from Captain Hook and his band of pirates. Here, here you'll board a boat sprinkled with fairy dust by Tinkerbell and soar into the sky while encountering Wendy, Michael, the mermaids, and even Captain Hook's moored ship, the Jolly Roger. And over in Pixie Hollow, Fairy Tinkerbell's Busy Buggies... <laughs> I love that name. We'll explore the fairy valley and its changing seasons. You'll be shrunk down to the size of a fairy and encounter flowers, mushrooms, painting utensils, and pieces of nibbled cheese. Yum. <laughs> Yum, indeed. Fantasy Springs look like, looks like it's going to be amazing, and so does Tiana's Bayou Adventure, by the way, opening in the U.S. this summer at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. They recently showed off a Tiana animatronic on Disney's social media, and I can't wait for that attraction to open. Me too. It's going to be awesome. Before we hit the final breaks and head back into the station, you promised we would talk about the Ace Spring Conference and Kings Island's new coaster, Snoopy's Soapbox Racers. So I have to ask you, are you hopeful that attendees will be able to ride? 
I hope so, yes. They seem to uh, be right on track and possibly ahead of schedule. Yeah, so uh, now the um, the Ace Spring Conference will be held at Kings Island in Ohio, May 17th through the 19th. And the weekend is going to be stuffed with fun, including lots of exclusive ride time, uh, behind-the-scenes experiences, industry speakers, and coaster walkbacks, including a ceremonial beast walkback, and that's celebrating the 40th, 45th anniversary of the first Ace Walkback. Now, some of you are saying, what's a walkback? <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, Ace member and longtime Kings Island employee Don Helbig used to greet Ace members at the front of Kings Island and walk them back to be first to be the first riders of the day on the beast. And I remember we went the first time we went to Kings Island and we showed our Ace cards at Guest Relations and we walked all the way back and we were so excited. It was like a VIP experience uh, that we had with our parents and such a good memory. Um, but. This wasn't a one-time thing. This special perk for Acers happened day after day, and it was really cool. So it's neat that we're going to be celebrating that 45th anniversary during the Spring Conference. But unlike most other Ace events, there will actually be a cap on how many people can attend the Spring Conference this year. Uh, the official announcement just went out from Ace, and it reads... ACE and our host park want to ensure an optimal experience for all ACE Spring Conference registrants. Given the planned event activities and venue space availability, ticket sales will be limited to the first 750 registered. A date for when registration opens will be posted on the ACE events calendar in advance. Thank you for your understanding. And so... That obviously surprised many ACE members because ACE events usually do not have caps. Um, and after receiving feedback from many impassioned ACE members, an additional statement went out and it stated, uh, this decision to limit attendance was not taken lightly. ACE volunteers worked with the park to find a compromise for the largest attendance that would offer a great experience for attendees and a manageable endeavor for the park's team members. All of your ideas are being listened to and discussed, uh, taking suggestions into consideration. More information for ACE members will be available soon. So that was the statement. And I can say that it is true, and I think many people will be happy with what is coming. Uh, my advice to anyone listening who would like an opportunity to attend but is not an ACE member already, I recommend you joining today at ridewithace.com and make sure any friends and family who also would like to attend, uh, they also join ACE. There are couple and family memberships available as well as individual memberships. And you are not going to want to miss any of the events this year. There's CoasterCon in Northern California in June and Preservation Conference in Iowa in, and Missouri in August. So big things are planned for those events as well as all the regional events happening this year. Yeah, I can't wait for all those events. And uh, Jessica, is there anything else that you want to mention? I'm so glad you asked because this morning as we were putting this episode together... Silver Dollar City announced Fire in the Hole will be ready March 30th. Who's ready to experience Fire in the Hole? 
And then literally within the past hour, we heard that work is resuming on the reimagination of Montezuma's Revenge at Knott's Berry Farm. So exciting. They're saying that we will be launching into new thrills when Montezuma the Forbidden Fortress opens in 2025. You know how excited I am about this. To make sure you don't miss any news about Spring Conference or about all of the amazing coastal news coming out, be sure to check the website ridewithace.com and remember that Ace is everywhere you consume your social media. On Facebook, X, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Make sure you subscribe to Ace's pages on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Follow Ace everywhere to stay on top of it all and to hear what your Ace membership has to offer. Thanks for listening. I hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit ridewithace.com for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.